It's that time of the week, the wrap-up. In this week's show, we talk Dangerous Playgrounds, Johnny's Billy Rubens, Eddie Murphy, and Hot in the 90s TV presenters. Roll theme. Welcome to Team Super Dad. Real dads creating their best lives ever. More time, more money, more fun. You are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad. We are live. Boom. Late night wrap up. It's Friday. It's that time of the week. And we're here. The Team Super Dad wrap up is the podcast, the live stream that everybody loves. Top chats for banter, for mums, for dads, for the end of your week. Boom, boom, boom. Good to have you all here, Glenn. Good to see you, buddy. Good to be seen, Johnny. Good to be seen. Yeah, except for our podcast listeners who are listening and they're, just, <laughs> they're going, flipping out. I hate it when they talk about the live stream <laughs> and they know we're on a podcast, wankers. Well, get involved, you know, log on, viewers, yeah, get, in, yeah. get in touch live and drop us a note. We're going to do a box set at Christmas. It's going to be brilliant. You're going to, going to be able to get the, uh, get the indexed and jump between shows and get the fans' favourite and all that jazz. It's going to be brilliant. Johnny Unplugged. <laughs> that's a phrase you never thought you'd hear before your life support was involved I, well when you said plug my brain just went to butt plug i don't know why I just <laughs> <laughs> that says far too much about you my friend <laughs> I, only, only time i've ever actually seen a butt plug is in is in uh in amsterdam porn shops in amsterdam basically. then you have not lived mate you have not lived <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm supposed to ask a question there or not. Definitely not. All outline, no detail. We'll leave it with that. Okay. A, f- a friend of mine uh, had a girlfriend who, and she was the one that told us uh, about her about her rosary beads, and she liked to have them um, pushed up her bottom during uh, during sex. And then as she came, she liked to have them pulled out. Well, all I will say is if you are going into that area, ensure you have a flared end on it. Otherwise, you know what? The doctors doctors work hard enough as it is. They don't need to be getting stuff out of you. Okay. Just make sure it's a flared end. Pro tip. Oh, see, that's just beyond me. I don't even know. I'm not even sure about that. Even that, even. <laughs> even uh, yeah, here's a little banner for the week the wrap up. Number 30. That's quite a nice round sort of. It is. I feel. I feel like we should have thrown some sort of party for it. Oh well, we're going to put it off. We're going to be like the Queen. We're going to have a, a summer, a summer birthday party, a summer party. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to one of those, by the way. I've been to been to a couple of garden parties at the Buckingham Palace. In fact, at one of the, uh, <laughs> <you're> the gardener. <laughs> no bullshit. No, I, so I, I, I used to to do. Um, I used to do yacht work in it. Uh, and uh, our patron was Princess Anne, so I used to do loads of stuff uh, involving her. And uh, a couple of times we, we uh, got, got invited to garden parties. And one time I went there, uh, my mum, she's a massive royalist. So I, I actually uh, went, as I was having a wander around the garden, um, found this like a really nice plant bush type thing, snapped a bit off, stuck it in a pocket, gave it to my mum, and she seeded it and planted it. So technically, my mum tends the Queen's bush. <laughs> she's got royal bush in her garden that's all i'm saying it's probably gonna get me beheaded but it's totally no, worth it just admitted it now <laughs> a number of people like i've been to some uh like hospitality events and uh as a company nice nice guys they're called hospitality finder big up hospitality finder and they do this thing called the green room 
and one of their regular guys is the rugby player that's married to uh, the hot one. Oh, well, that's not going to narrow it down very much, is it? Women love a rugby player because, you know, they're all sizes. Size doesn't matter. And then they see a rugby player walking along and like, hello, maybe it does. Doesn't She ignores the cauliflower ears and the fact that he's, he drinks his mate's piss. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> no, what's her name? Uh, come on. You're not, uh, Tyndall. Mike. Oh, okay. Mike Tyndall. I've heard of him. Yeah, Mike Tyndall is one of the regulars at the Hospitality Finder Green Room events. So he's got a few stories which are uh, royal, have royal approval, even though they're a bit close to the to the bone, basically. So, so yeah, so and uh, he 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 talks about different times, like when he's been sat and the first time he met the Queen, and and you get told the protocol, and and uh, I'm not going to do his story no justice, but it's brilliant to to hear how the normalness of of life suddenly gets thrown a, a curveball when you're told, oh, you, you're probably going to speak to the Queen later. <laughs> it's mad. It's, it's really weird. Cause I, I've, 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 I've stayed overnight at one of her palaces. You know, I've been around her, uh, ran, ran her, her house for um, dinner before and been to garden parties and stuff, but I've still never got within sort of 10 metres of the Queen. Um, so I'm, I'm a little bit annoyed. I've still got to do this, this, this uh, thing. And, uh, and actually just, just high five her at some point. You need to get up the pecking order. Yeah, definitely. Well, here's a funny one. So my dad also got invited to a garden party once. And the, the as the story goes, he it was around the time of my uh, stepmom and him breaking up. But, uh, but some level of protocol meant that it was best that they both still went. And so my dad's answer to most situations it is get pissed basically <laughs> <laughs> he's my kind of man <laughs> so, and not in some uh brutal drunken kind of let's let you know but in a fun way in a fun way but as uh, given this the, the tension in the air uh, apparently it, it wasn't that great and uh and my my stepmom ex-stepmom she told me about how they got introduced to princess anne and my dad i love her <laughs> She's my favourite. My dad just did a classic fail. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you married to uh, so-and-so, the horse rider or whatever? Yeah. Um, stinking of garlic and brandy. And, uh, yeah, so uh, good. My dad, top bloke, top bloke. You can always count on him to, <laughs> to <laughs> ram raid a situation. It's, it's weird with royal family. First time I got invited to, to Buckingham Palace, uh, I, um, you, you actually do get a letter, like a proper little card that says, uh, like by royal decree or something like that. It's, it's proper, proper Buckingham Palace stationery. Yeah. My mum has still got it framed on her wall. And that's how, that's how proud she was that, that I was uh, going off to, to Buck Palace for a bit. <laughs> no, still, I think that, I think it's a big deal. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a royalist as, 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 much as, as much as I don't, dislike them you know i i think it's good for the country i, I think it's like we're gonna pay anyway one way or the other no you you, you yeah. think a president doesn't cost money like bloody hell <laughs> <laughs> so so but yeah how many people nick stuff i mean like just i think they probably like at the start of a garden party they bring out like 
get 200 ashtrays in uh, uh, <laughs> of, 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 of bog roll that's got the hrh h on it just because they know everyone's going to fleece the flipping place yeah <laughs> three more ashtrays in the uh, smoking room uh two pot plants in the toilets and stocking it all up all day because they know give them give them stuff they can nick so it's, it's all right yeah well, Glenn, uh, for anyone joining us for the first time, we need to, it wasn't even scheduled a little chit-chat royal thing. Oh, it is a royal week as well because uh, Harry and Meghan. It's all its all the talk, isn't it? It's all the talk, so we can come back to that. Uh, but, yeah, this is the wrap-up, which is what we do. We, we get together at the end of the week and we talk nonsense because we can't in the pub anymore, although that is coming back. Uh, and we're Team Super Dave. Uh, we are dads creating our best lives ever whether you're single whether you're in a relationship there's always an opportunity to stick your headphones on and have a break basically and, uh, and talking a break what's my son saying to me i don't know what is your son saying to you he's he's uh he's just talking about uh where where's he, he said can he go and can he go and sleep in my room because his sister is chatting with her mate and blah 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 the good definitely news. can definitely can you, you don't want to be around that voice he's happy and that's what matters <laughs> uh, lost my train of thought totally oh yeah what we do the wrap up yeah 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 so uh team super dad we're real dads creating our best lives ever single dads dads in relationships still sticking your headphones on having a laugh uh i've listened to podcasts for years glenn and i we we, we have a shared interest in uh in one of north london's and probably actually north london's finest team well, it's um, north, london, north london's only team there is a south london franchise that is currently playing there but i'm sure they'll move on again at some point they will they will definitely but uh the fighting cock is a is a great podcast and uh and, and the thing i like about it most probably aside from the football is just the laugh they have the absolute laugh they have so when when i when i put the wrap up together i was like this is something that dads can listen to when they're cooking, when they're mowing the lawn, <laughs> when they're driving in a car on, on the way back home and have a bit of a laugh, a bit of a giggle, try and be as relatable as possible. And, uh, and yeah, just, just, just tell one on ourselves. We've got Glenn who is at a dating dad on, on Twitter and, and Instagram. Uh, occasionally we have other guests join us. Um, do you know the poor sound quality? I'm just going to say to all our regulars, apologies a bit about the sound quality last week. I had I had my noise gate turned on as well. So as well as yeah. dodgy, I'm going to tune in via a mobile phone. I had a setting on on my deck called noise gate, which uh, which doesn't help. But there we go. And I'm really sorry for again to those regular listeners, but but they were genuinely northern. Um, there's nothing we can do about that. It's just. That, that, that we'll try and find some sort of filter to make them more understand. Maybe we can do some sort of audio subtitles next time. Well, everybody, you got to go. You got to go categories of northerners as well, you know, because uh, well, of course we have. There, there's Watford, and then there's the north. <laughs> north. No, you got you got Manx, you got Scallies, Geordies, um, Broomies. Yeah, north, north, Broomies. north, and north. Have you got any Broomie mates? Yeah, I have indeed. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, one of my one of my best mates who just started work with me actually. He's a he's a he's from West Bromwich or wherever that is. Wherever that that team is. Um, and genuinely, he's he's got this this West Country drawl, or is it black black country drawl, not West Country black country drawl, and it's a it's an impressive thing to behold. Yeah, I can't even do it. I can attempt a bit of a broomy ta-da in a bit ta-da, ta-da. <laughs> Oh, it's like I'm back in Peaky Blinders again, you know. <laughs> 
Oh, man. So I live with a Brummie. So uh, when I went to uni, uh, I didn't really know many Brummies before I went to uni. And then there's one guy. Uh, um, oh, my God. Camp. Steph. Steph. Good old Steph. Full Brummie. About as Brummie as it gets, basically. Because the brilliant thing about Brummies is is they're like they're a bit, they're just kind of like bonkers. <laughs> it's like they're daft, but they're up for it. They're, they're up for it as well. They like, you know, you just, they're just all in basically. <laughs> and then when I had a, a housemate when I first moved to London. I, I was working out where to live and, and who to live with. And my brother's wife is now his, but brother's girlfriend at the time, her best mate had been getting it on with this lad in Falaraki. They spent the summer in Falaraki. So I met this lad, Elliot. And again, you're just a classic broomy, like real cheeky, loads of geese about him, but in a broomy way. And uh, all his clothes mattered and everything. So Elliot and I get a place together. And then his mates would periodically come down and see us, right? So there'd be about 10 of these broomies that would, that would, that would turn up. Now, that would always go wrong. It would always, always go wrong. And it, it, it was, they would end up having a, they would go somewhere that where something was obviously going to go wrong, like go to a strip bar and then get fleeced of all their money. And then <laughs> they go to a strip bar in Soho and got fleeced of all their money. They would then have a, a fight between them about whose fault it was. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they're blind drunk by this time. Then it would f- completely fall apart before coming back together at the end in some kind of like bruised and battered, drunken sort of big hug it out at the end. And it happened every single time. Absolutely classic. It's the Brummy way. That's all we've got to say. <laughs> Brummage. No, the word, the word Brummage. The word Brummage, right, is, is, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a word that means like a collection of crap. <laughs> it, gets the word, it gets the word brummage because this sort of stuff used to be made um in 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 the birmingham area right so i'm gonna look up brummage meaning i think that's pretty much it brummage oh nothing's coming up google google can't handle some um some uk uh slang let's just keep bringing up brummage no it's brum- word brummage and how's your week been, Glenn? You, you told me earlier, like you've been worked to the bone this week. Oh, mate, it's been long. It's 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 good. I like being busy, but it's getting to a stage. So I, I'm a day job as normal, um, and then other duties have been plopped on me. As someone, there was a situation where so I've now taken on managing another team, uh, and they're all onboarding and stuff. And then um, we've had bids coming in, and I've had presentations. You know, th- a couple of a few nights this week, I've been working till sort of 1 a.m. just getting stuff done and then up for sort of 8 30 a.m. meetings plus homeschooling and all that sort of stuff. I am shattered, absolutely shattered. It's nice, you know, when you're tired but you're proud of your work and it's been a good week. But I, uh, I've, I've earned, I've earned a lay in. And I'm, I'm really, it's quite, I'm actually quite pleased that my kids aren't here this week. They, they went back to their mums tonight. So um, I've got a week without them and I'm just going to sleep. Sleep the entire bloody time. It's, it's it's nice, but I don't want to do it all the time. I've got to say. Are you one of those people that can sleep in? Can you actually? Can you actually? Can you like do yeah. eleven o'clock sort of eleven? Yeah. Uh, and in fact, tomorrow we've got. It's great because at the moment I don't know what you're like in terms of cricket, but the uh, England versus India. And yes, we're we're probably going to end up in a bad way by the by the time I wake up tomorrow. But there's something really nice about waking up. It's been couple of hours play so it's settled in and no matter what time i wake up stick it on a telly in my room and then just sit there 
and lay in bed. I can lay in bed until sort of 11, 12 o'clock and just relax, enjoying the cricket, surfing a bit of Twitter, with a cup of tea. Life is good. That is a great way to spend a morning. And when you're on your own, probably the best way to spend your morning. Are you, do you have to get up then? I, I wake up. I can't. I, I like got ants in my pants. I'm like, right. What time is it? What's what's happening? What's like if I if I uh, if I if I wake up at quarter nine? That is that is a lay in. That is that's, a, that's no. A no. There's nothing nicer, and especially if you've got someone uh, you're enjoying your time with. There's nothing. I remember uh, a while ago. I was uh, I woke up and. Uh, I was with a lady and we enjoyed a bit of time together and then relaxed and watched the, I think it was, was it uh, Le Mans was on? So we watched, and she was big into motorsport. So we watched uh, a, a cut of hours of Le Mans, enjoyed ourselves a bit more, had a brunch in bed and just relaxed and chilled t- till about one in the afternoon. That is a great way to spend a day. I've got to say. Uh, yes. That could, I could definitely be talked into that. That's for sure. That's, <laughs> that's. But you don't have to get up. You can't do that if you're getting up and mowing the fucking grass or something. I know, but I'm not going to get up if I've got a, a woman in the bed, am I? <laughs> well, I might get up for something, but that's about. It's not getting out of bed. But I, because I, I am not a morning guy. You know, I've I've um, dated women and they've been uh, uh, the last couple of women I've, I've had like relationshipy type stuff with. They're both from teachers. And they've been getting up at sort of half five in the morning, six in the morning, so they can get up, get ready, um, get set, get get out of work, uh, so they can get to their school for half past seven. So, but of course, as soon as they're awake, I have to be awake, whether I'm at my house or their house. And it's no, I don't want to be awake. I'm a night owl. I don't want to go to bed until midnight or one in the morning or something like that because all the best things happen at night time. No. Good things happen early morning, yet they insist on getting up and having a job where they actually have to get up and go to work. It's, it's not right. I think there should be laws against it. Okay. Fair dues. Fair dues. I, I'm a morning person. I, In that case, you and me are never going to work romantically. I've got to say, sorry, man. Don't mean to let you down here. Watching Le Mans in bed together. <laughs> <laughs> well got a running order as always got a little bit of stuff to chit chat this week before Um, we do that how was your week oh um tough i think just got a lot going on team super dad is 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 you know i'm pushing it on and there's always a list i've always written a list and i'm a Mm. a sucker for putting too much on the list there's a there's a quote uh, saying I've been been told and have been using it and playing with it a bit recently. Uh, we underestimate, sorry, we overestimate what we can do in a day, and underestimate what we can do in a year. And you I can like that. That's yeah, good. You can play with it as well. Like you can overestimate what you can do in a day and underestimate what you can do in a week. And and so I make the lists and I'm like, okay, that's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Where do I where do I go? And I'm I'm, I'm like a madman. I'm like bat the rat trying to, but of course I end up doing tickle 10 things and, never, and don't finish any of them. So, so then I get to Friday and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've not finished any of them. So <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> when I'm working with dad, sometimes you know, a subject comes up and, that, and you can see that and that you're talking about it. And I go, um, breathe. <laughs> <laughs> 
and it's remarkable when someone says to you breathe and you go oh my gosh yeah i do need to breathe actually mm-hmm. so so yeah it's been it's been a bit like that uh obviously a bit of football the kids came back on wednesday spurs were on tv on thursday um oh, i've been running i've been fit, fitness the fitness is back obviously with a regular su- subject we 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 cover you are my you're the yang to my ying <laughs> till one day when you come knocking and go johnny you know i've been saying i don't do fitness for the last three years <laughs> can you oh, help? mate i'm not saying i don't need it i'm not saying i don't want to i'm just bloody lazy i just yeah. i'm just not the sort of person who has any motivation whatsoever to actually get off their ass and make their life better i i, I need a challenge Either it will come and it will stick, or you're going to fall in love with someone who agrees with you, and you're just going to wane, yeah, wane and wane etter it into yeah. uh, into old age. But they were happy. They Besides were happy. the fact Wayne Etter went off and had um, oh, what did she describe? Uh, I want a baby. I want a brown baby. And so she went off and had an affair and and came back. But Wayne took her back, bless him, and he loved those kids like they were as his own. I've got to say that if that ain't love, what is? That's basically Shakespearean. It is. I'm sure Harry Enfield was thinking that when he when he when he scripted it. He was thinking Shakespeare, definitely, definitely. Weirdly, actually, I do. I did listen to an amazing podcast where he actually looked into the uh, discussed the psychology and the 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 um, uh, the economic impact of loads of money um, and how actually it created uh, the the entire the character was actually uh, commandeered by the Tory party of the time, even though it was a, a satirical parody of. Um, their policies and he was actually quite frustrated the fact that he was satirizing them but they were claiming it as a, a mark of honor um to the point where actually his character was quoted in hansard and i was like no this shouldn't be the case i i wrote this for these reasons he was actually being quite clever about what he was doing so uh, i'm not whilst i'm not saying wayne and wayne etta are the romeo and julia of our time um what i am saying is he's uh he was he was sharper than he let on Oh, well, unbelievably. Well, all good comedians are. It's, it comes from a, a, a satirical reflection on the world around us, which they which they show us. And, and we all laugh at failing often to realise what they're actually talking about. Uh, what was the, that uh, Friday Night Live? Why, why don't we have Friday Night Live? That was bloody brilliant, that TV programme. It was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, we don't have any 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 good shows on comedy these days. There's panel shows. Great. Uh, you know, uh, eight out of ten cat stars countdown. Actually, I bloody like. Um, would I lie to you that you know there's, there's satirical panel shows? But when was the last great sketch show? Oh well, fast show, fast show. Uh, oh, um, exactly. the fast show was twenty years ago. Yeah, Little Britain would have probably been the last one. Twenty five years ago. Little Britain was twenty five years ago. Something like that. It was. It was a long, long, long time ago. This was early noughties at the very latest. I guess there so. hasn't been a great sketch comedy show for about 20 years, as far as I can tell. You had, you had, um, you had, uh, uh, Smack the Pony, Big Train, uh, Fast oh, Show, oh, oh. uh, Goodness Gracious Me. The sketch um, in Big Train, right? When this American guy, he's bought the Ritz. He's bought the Ritz Hotel, so he sat there in the in the meeting with the with the like the the, the manager and the, the chef and the head butler or whatever. And he goes, "I love this place. I'm so happy to buy buy it. Oh man, I'm so excited. One little thing, I want to change the name to the Tits." <laughs> <laughs> and then stops and he's like, "I love the name Tits. I want to like it's just flipping brilliant." 
But yeah, I'm I'm absolutely gutted. There's not the oh the oh, actually tell a line. Now this is this is one of those things where people don't most people don't know about it. But I promise you, I promise you, it's the funniest thing I've seen in many a year. Famalam, it's a BBC free thing. Um, Famalam, it's it's just genius, a work of genius. Um, I promise you, look it up and watch it. Come back and tell me. Uh, you, I would say, tell me what you think about it, but just just share the love for it because it is absolutely incredible. Actually, that's the that's the the most modern, fan, most the best sketch comedy show of recent times. Uh, but it's just one that nobody knows about because it was a, a BBC Three thing. So it's old or it's new? New, yeah, new. It's it's uh, they've done about three or four series, um, but it, for some reason, it, it never massively took off. Well, they put a lot of stuff on, on BBC. There is a lot of funny stuff on BBC Three, actually. Mm-hmm. But, uh, we are out of the demographic. We are old, middle-aged now. So. <laughs> yes, I am. We're watching reruns. Of, oh, I saw the reruns of the two Ronnies. The other night. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sketch code for you. By the way, a little uh, rewind to something earlier. Brummer Jim. I spelled it wrong. Uh, <laughs> quote, in, in context, a vile Brummer Jim substitute for the genuine article uh, cheap, showy, or counterfeit, which is classic for some of. And it's a bit harsh on some of the brummies I know, but <laughs> also sometimes kind of kind of fits. Says the man wearing one of his fifty black uh, polo shirts. Uh, <laughs> on the subject of comedy, right? Did you see uh, back to back to coming to America? Two is out this week. See, like, what, what do you think of that? You, what, what's your opinion? Because I've not seen it. But obviously, coming to America one was one of the greatest comedy TV uh, comedy um, movies of of the what was it eighties? It's got to be, yeah eighties yeah it's got to be yeah yeah I'm gonna IMD and be it yeah absolutely classic I just I just can't see it being good basically I am uh, 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 Eddie Murphy people don't even realise he played about six characters in the in the mm-hmm. film. Uh, just absolutely does it did where did it I mean if they did the follow up right it could have been funny. Uh, it could, I think I'm, I'm, and see, I'm worried about it because he is, he was a, a, an absolute genius, but he was off his moment. You know, that was, he was, he was energetic. He was young. He was, he was breaking boundaries. Um, and he was doing things that nobody else, else had ever done before and saying things and acting in a way that no one had ever gone come close to. Whereas now he's, he's the institution. You know, it's not just you aren't just looking for the new Eddie Murphy. You're looking for the new whatever the new Eddie Murphy was 20 years ago. So I'm worried that he might he might not be he might be trying to recreate the magic instead of trying to recreate uh, to, to trying to create something new. Yeah, well, here we go. Premieres on Amazon Prime on March the 5th tonight. Premiering. Mm. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll catch up with that. So I will see. I will watch it. I've got a very high tolerance for crap films, so um. I'm going to watch it because I want. But also, I want to rewatch the first one because I want to work out whether I can let my kids watch it. Because that, that, oh, yeah, most yeah, of it out by that. Yeah, there's a lot of sexual innuendos in there for exactly. sure. Exactly, and I'm okay with sexual innuendos because a lot of that's just going to go straight over their heads. But there's some there's some pretty basic stuff. Like uh, uh, at one point, he's he's getting bathed, and someone uh, a beautiful woman pops up from between his legs and says, "The royal penis is clean." I don't want to be sitting there with my kids whilst they're thinking that some woman is cleaning some man's penis. Um, so I might I might leave that one for the time being. I think. 
True, but then obviously, you know, we've got, got different age kids. But oh, 1988 was coming to America. So even so, when that came at 1988, holy moly. Yes, that's 33 years ago. That's a third of a century ago. I was 14. And I'll tell you what's weird. When you're thinking about that, what, what year was 33 years before you were born? Oh, I've done this before. Yeah. You think like flipping black and white TV and, and flipping rock and roll. Because for, for me, yeah, that was 1957. So that is as distant from my birth as 1957 is from my birth. And that's just mental. Well, I listen to Centre Force Radio a lot, right? It's an old, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a dance music station, but it's, it's an old pirate station from the rave days. That's so, wicked because I, I, I read Centrefold magazine, and I'm pretty sure that's the same sort of thing, isn't it? <laughs> I do believe so. You, know, you get, must get those on eBay, I reckon. Must be uh, <laughs> check the uh, check the description <laughs> for quality. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we talk about that the other week about pornos and chucking them away? I think we did. Probably, probably. So uh, I think I'm pretty sure I watched Coming to America at the movies. Yeah, at the cinema. I don't know. Our kids, our th- kids are so sanitized these these days that what 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 they get up to and what we get up to. Um, playgrounds. I was at the playground today. It was a playground that I went to with my granddad used to take us there. Yeah, and it's just boring now they're bloody safe i gotta say that so safe i would rather have keep the dangerous stuff but let them fall on the spongy floor surely that's the well, best of yeah, yeah yeah yes and no see i don't i never okay the, the the i was gonna say no one ever died and that's true but um, we used to have in our playground in, in Walthamstow, there was, there was, um, half the equipment was like normal and then half of it was double height. So you had little swings and then you had the big swings where you could get some real takeoff velocity on those sort of things. And you had little slides and big slides. And we was over there once. My mum had dropped us off the, at the park and said, you look after your brothers and sis- brother and sister. And it must, must, must have been just two of them at that stage. Um, and she went off and did her shopping. Um, and then my brother's climbed up. On, I don't know. He must have been eight, nine years old, climbed up onto the big, big slide and decided to to do a Superman down it. And of course, he's done a Superman and he missed the slide um, and fell off the side of the thing onto his head, cracked his skull open, broke his skull and all that sort of stuff. And I had to, had to go. And run, I must have run about three miles around the shops trying to find my mum. He didn't die. So that's all right, isn't it? Yeah, it's totally- that, that that level of danger and risk is part of play. Surely there, there has to be a risk of death. Otherwise, are you really alive? So I was looking. I was on. I was on the internet today looking this up to see. Cause, so the playground we went to, yeah, used to have witch's hat. Which yeah, was, they were good. It was. It's a triangle, like a, a, a sort of like a cone, up a cone, ice cream cone type, point, pointing up. So the fat bit at the bottom, the pointy bit up up at the top, and then three layers that you could climb up. So you could get maybe twenty kids around the bottom layer, ten kids. Well, probably more than this actually, if you really went for it. You rammed you, them on, yeah. 20, 30 kids on the bottom layer, twenty in the middle, and then ten on the on the top, and then and then because with that many people on it, it would swing ferociously back and forward, and then wham against this metal pole in the middle. Crazy and so much fun. Yeah, I've, I've I've actually um 
I, I didn't mention this. I've actually got a picture of me being really dangerous in the park right here. It's just totally coincidentally. Um, and for those at home, uh, here, here's a picture of me absolutely going full out mental on a swing. There's, there's metal, there's grease. Um, and there's a look in my eyes that looks like so I'm going to kill someone basically. I, it's just, it's just crazy. So some of these pictures on the internet, there's a, there's a, 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 blimey, like I've had a stroke. The, um, slide. That's not a hard word, mate. A slide is not a hard word. I've had a stroke. I've got a stutter. Uh, so I'll bring the screen in, share, share screen, because this is a beautiful slide. And come on, come on, Eileen. There we go. Boom. Sorry for the podcast listeners, but here is, right? This is brilliant. So these slides, and I remember you're talking about 25 foot up. So it's definitely Mm. some the height of of an average house roof kids lining up behind each other on the ladder waiting to go down and then actually would have been slippery. They make slides out of some weird metal these days. That isn't mm-hmm. What the hell is that about? Yeah. If you, if you can't reach terminal velocity going down a slide, then that is not a good enough slide. I got to say. Absolute bullshit. Used to, basically these things used to be uh, cobbled together out of bits of scaffolding, no, no corners. And even when, when they put, um, when they put down, um, underneath these things, they used to put these, these you're saying those foam mats underneath yeah. them. The yeah. whole, everything you do, the whole point was to clear the mats. So <laughs> when you're on the, the slide, you want to whip off the end of the slide. When you're on a swing, you're swinging around and you're absolutely trying to take off the sling slide. Look at this one. This is even older. This is like, I, I, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you ever noticed in this picture, you've got all the kids playing on it. Um, just focus on the, the left about a third of the way up on the left. Um, the kid who's actually fallen off the, <laughs> fallen off the, the scaffolding and oh, you can just see him plummeting yeah. to, to the ground. The black outfit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Brilliant. But no one died. You know, well, you, they had so many kids back then. They'd be like, "Oh, a bit like, uh, like um, uh, meaning of life." Like, "Oh, pick that up for us, would you love?" <laughs> it's, it's why I'm one of six. I'm sure. There we go. <laughs> pick that up for us, would you love? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So uh, hot in the nineties. I thought we would do TV presenters this week. TV. Oh, presenters. There, there was some, there was some there was some hot TV presenters in the nineties. I gotta say. So, do, you, do, you, do you want to go with alternates? Because I've I've got I've got several in mind that I want to mention. Okay, okay, good. Go on then. Okay. Uh, uh, to start with, I'm going to go for the twins from the Funhouse. Ah, oh, good. Okay. Pat Sharp's Funhouse. There are a pair of twins on there who were, were on it. One more yellow, one more red. You know, they're only still in their forties. They're only a few years older than me. Uh, that's. I, I, I'm quite pleased about that fact. It gives me hope. I love. I used to love the flipping funhouse. Let's get a picture of these two women up. That was one of yeah. That was one of the uh, the TV shows that I wanted to go on the most. Funhouse, a whole lot of fun prizes to be won. It's a real wacky show where anything can go. And I'm pretty sure they should do an adult version of it as well. Here we are. There they are. There's the two twins. Not bad. Okay. Well, I, I was. I was. I won't steal the thunder because my thought, oh, where's the, where is she gone? Uh, my thought was, I my instantly thought about the big breakfast. Oh, oh good I shout. She's gone. But, um, but my instant thought 
was actually Denise Van Outen. Nice. Yeah, yeah. See, a lot of fun, a lot of mouth. A lot of fun. And, and yeah, she could definitely keep up with the boys. Um, but for me, I had a problem because she sounds very similar to my stepsister. Um, and you can't fancy your sister, basically. It's, it's just not the done thing. No, although the um, most watched table on YouPorn would suggest otherwise, which I find... <laughs> I found bloody creepy. Um, <laughs> but so, someone who didn't sound like my sister was Ulrika Johnson of Gladiators fame. Oh, good. good. Don't even need to Google her. Just, just no, mental no. image because she was, she was a hossie. Oh, man. I'm just having a little moment there. <laughs> uh, but even before her, because we're going TV presenters, Michaela Strachan. Yes, yeah, Michaela Strachan. Oh God, she yeah, the, the, yeah, she was definitely an inspiration in many ways. I bet um, she's, she's she. I bet she's older than us. She must be quite old. She's older. She is older. I should think by now. But um, she was in the, what the Wide Awake Club. Yeah, Timmy Mallet and so on. I met Timmy Mallet oh. when I was on, on Soccer AM once. Um, he is every bit as mental as you think he is. He just, you, you see the character he is. He is just that in real life. There's no switch. There's no character. He is just constantly Timmy Malik. Oh, my coach Strachan's holding up quite well, actually. As, as, yeah. uh, let's bring her in. Let's bring her in. Uh, here she comes. She's holding up quite well. Yes. Yeah. Not unattractive at all. I gotta say. Yeah. Someone else who is still very, oh, very swim, attractive. Sorry, swimsuit. Here we go. What was that? Swimsuit oh, shot. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's obligatory. There we go. Excellent. Good work, Michaela. But, but, She's hanging but, in there. She did um, that animal program for ages. Oh, what, what was it like? Something like Spring Watch or something? I know, with the, with the mad bloke with the bald head and the hair around the sides. Um, Terry Nuttall. Terry Nutkins. There we go. Nutkins. <laughs> God, surely he was checked out during the the uh, the pedo the pedo. Yeah, no, I'm he not going near that sort of a statement. A he must have had a file. Did, did they also have Chris Packham on there? I don't know who Chris Packham is. He, he, he was a, a TV nature person, and I quoted him. I was doing a talk this week on digital transformation, and I quoted him because he told me not told me personally at all. He told the world that um, he would eat the last panda if it meant that the money they were spending saving pandas could actually be spent on saving things that mattered to the natural world. And I thought that was an amazing statement. So I loved it. It also made me wonder what panda tastes like. Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> now, another thing I I wondered what tasted like for a long time was Philippa Forrester. And how did you get this question answered? Well, I haven't yet. But <laughs> Philippa, if you, if you look in, um, I'm still very much available. Uh, she was obviously uh, not just on CBBC, but she was uh, half of the team on Robot Wars. And as an absolute unapologetic geek, I grew up on Robot Wars. It was the what, the, the best show on t- in the reboot on telly was fantastic as well. Massively underrated, undervalued, and I cannot believe they cut it. But I do wish they'd have brought a bit of Philippa Forrester back. There you go, Glenn, for your pleasure. There's a picture of her, picture of her in on the on Robot Wars set. Looking good. Mm-hmm. Is she Scottish? Is she yeah. Scottish? Oh, she is Scottish, is she? 
No, no. Well, she is. I don't know. But um, she uh, she sounded very, very plummy English. It was incredible. Yeah, I don't know where I got that from. I, I think someone, someone who sounded a little less plummy. Um, I don't know whether this might have been a bit late for you, but Josie Darby. Josie Darby? Yeah, Josie D- apostrophe, or, yeah, apostrophe Arby. Um, she had a certain, as the French say, I don't know what about her. No, this is me filling filling it again. Is this her? She was she was in a broom cupboard for free. Yes, 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 that was her. Look at I've got. I mean, look at those are cheekbones you could grate cheese off of. Again, doing our bone uh, balance. Good there, Glenn. Thank you for keeping nice. keeping. Here, here's one for the for uh, keeping our uh, uh, diversity up. Uh, Zina Badawi. <laughs> <laughs> as a name i've not heard in a long time oh man it used to crack me up every time i used to love watching the channel four news when we were at uni obviously stoned out of our brains it would just be like dun, 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 tonight with the uh, zina badawi <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what zina badawi looks like actually zina badawi and my my friend my housemate used to take especially uh emma emma swinburne Good up, big up Emma Swinburne. She used to take the piss out of me because I had such a I just couldn't crack up enough. Zena Badawi, <laughs> news reporter. What does she look like? Let's find out. That's not her, is it? No, that doesn't look like someone I recognise. Really, I don't know how to spell Zena Badawi. That's probably what it is. One name you will be able to spell though is possibly. Uh, I would say uh, telepresenting royalty, and that is the one, the only, the Rochester vixen herself, Kelly Brook. Well, Glenn, you teed this up as we prepped. I can't, I- you can't not. I, I, I would tee Kelly Brook up any day of the week. Here we is. Here she is. Kind of big, big breakfast time. Oh, she was together with Jason, Jason Staten for a while. Yeah, she did. And, you know, when we eventually end up together, then we'll laugh about those days. Um, but yeah, early nineties, late nineties, late, late early noughties, Kelly Brook is possibly the most attractive person who's ever existed. Um, in fact, and I say this, it's not just me saying that this is science. They, uh, some, uh, you know, I, I say this in air quotes, scientists took data uh, from dozens and dozens of surveys about what proportions uh, heterosexual men of a certain age bracket found most attractive. And um, they came up with these dimensions and these were obviously self-declared and so on. Uh, and then when they looked through the, the, the photos and de- statistics of a bunch of celebrities of the time, uh, Kelly Brook came out as having the perfect set of features in every way, shape and form. And I can't, you can't argue with science, effectively. Yeah. She is exceptionally perfect. And in a similar way, actually, she does look like the, in, in the movie Weird Science, she looks a bit like the, who's the, the woman that come, they make out and she comes up out the rocket and she looks her. her but, yeah. and also the great thing, I, what, what I love about Kelly Brook is as well as the looks and uh, she, she has, she's able to have a laugh 
constantly. She doesn't take life too seriously. She's got a great sense of humour. Um, she's not as dumb as she makes out or as she's made out to be. Um, I'm not saying she's an Einstein, but she absolutely knows what she's doing. Uh, and uh, yeah, just she's the perfect bundle all wrapped up in one beautiful form. And she's a good Kent girl as well. Yeah, Rochester lass. So basically, you know, I'm now local. I'm only, I'm 10 minutes down the road from you, Kelly. Call me, okay? Call me. Yeah, you got my number. Turns out, by the way, back to something I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, it's nothing to do with Maidstone, Old Maidstone or whatever. You're either a man of Kent or a Kentish man, depending on whether you live yeah. uh, in the north of Kent or or, or, uh, or not in the north of Kent. It's like north of Tunbridge or whatever the line is, <laughs> right? So... Just so we've got some continuity there. People who are regulars on the show will know will know that we're, we're talking about. I don't like to leave people hanging, you know. <laughs> fill in the gaps, fill in the gaps. And the subject of gaps. Well, there's we? only one other person that I just wanted to make sure, because you'd mentioned her, the glorious feline form of Cat Dealey. Oh, I was saving her. I was gonna, I was gonna see your Kelly Brook with a cat Dealey. Uh huh. I did not want to m- let you miss out on that opportunity, oh, mate. Sorry, I've got it all teed up here. Anyway, SMTV. Da, 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 da. Yeah. If you're talking about morning fodder and a reason to stay in bed, um, even though she wasn't with me, she was a reason to stay. In bed. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend who was a uh, just a, he was doing some waiting work for like a corporation corporate event type thing and she happened to be there once and she asked for something for him uh, like for a drink and he went off and got it and she said thank what's your name oh yeah thanks for that and, and said his name to this day he still quotes that as one of the greatest moments of his life the moment cat Dealey used his she name she spoke knew he existed for that for that moment yeah i said smtv i loved it absolutely bloody brilliant too funny too funny Although you did have to flick onto BBC to catch Trevor and Simon because uh, they were. <laughs> yeah, but they, they could swing their pants with the best of them. I still, my kids, my kids still mention duvets and they've got no idea why they don't do duvets, but they know they don't do duvets. <laughs> Ken and Eddie Kennedy, the barbers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those were the days. Those were the days. So I do have another, would love a couple of topics on here, right? Um, went to the doctors today. Went to the doctors because I mentioned. Is this uh, the start of a joke? No, it's not a joke. No, no, no. <laughs> what, what, what is funny, right, is my Billy Rubens are high. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, I know. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about right now. <laughs> the doctor rings me up. Sod's law, because you have to wait. You, 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 the doctors now, you have to, they call you. So obviously they don't want loads of people going in and out of the doctor for no reasons. So you read up, you have to wait, chit chat, and I'll oh, answer phone, press one, press two, wait another 10 minutes. Oh, hello. Yeah, great. Um, oh, yes, you. Um, I'm happy to tell you, you have qualified for a callback from the doctor. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, he'll be calling you on Friday. What, on Friday, like any time? Yeah, Friday. <laughs> so she says, so make sure you don't use the phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't put the internet on. Make sure the phone line is free. Keep the, don't leave it engaged. So right, only, 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 only have an urgent call. She said, if you want to speak to him. So sod's law, I'm on a Zoom call with a, with, with someone this morning, uh, with a dad. And I was like, okay, it's going to be the doctors. And thankfully he said, oh, I'll give you a call back. So I said, okay, great. Give me a call back. So of course I've got two, two dad uh, coaching appointments today. So the doctor calls during the first one. 
and then he calls during the second <laughs> and so I had to take it right so he goes so he's 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 got an accent he's like a got a sort of Indian accent right plus the line's really bad and he's telling me your Billy Rubens are high <laughs> I'm like my what are high your Billy Rubens <laughs> so I'm thinking to myself I'm thinking to myself he's saying Billy Rubens I can't even work out what that might be. Billy Rubens. Surely there's no medical thing called your Billy Rubens. (laughs) (laughs) That don't even make sense in Cockney rhyming slang. No, exactly. I'm thinking this. So, okay, I'm exactly on that. And I'm kind of laughing because in my mind, I'm thinking this is like, this is a prank call, right? Be your Billy Rubens. I'm like, (laughs) as your Rubens, mate, or whatever. No, so I had to write it down. I got him to spell it out. And then when I got off the phone, I got on the tinter. So, yeah. Billy Rubens. He goes, he goes, uh, he goes, are you, do you think you are yellow? So, honestly, it's like, a, it was like a sketch show, talking to sketch shows. It was like a sketch show. Do you, do you look, do you, are, are you yellow? Are you yellow? I was like, no, no. Have you got yellow eyes? No, I've got yellow, yellow eyes. And uh, so, yeah, so it turns out you're Billy Rubens. It's, it's, uh, it's your liver keeps your Billy Ruben levels down. And if you, if you're in, and because it goes into your, into your liver and, it, and, your, and your liver breaks, breaks down these fatty cells. And if the liver's not doing its job right, then your Billy Rubin level goes too high, which causes jaundice. It's genuinely that. It's not, it's not like a, you've misheard it or anything. It's generally, no. genuinely called Billy Rubens. Your B-I-L-I-R-U-B-E-N-S. Your Billy Rubens. Oh, mate, every day is a school day. <laughs> And I'm laughing. I'm like, I'm like flipping Beavis and Butthead as this guy is telling me. And I'm saying, I'm sorry. Can you say that? <laughs> in his Indian accent, he's going, Billy Rubens. And I'm going. But he's saying it as if you're meant to bloody know what that means. He's not saying you've broken your arm or you've got an appendix problem. He's saying Billy fucking Rubens. Excuse my language. I've probably got. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I'm laughing. I said it just sounds funny. Doesn't it sound funny? And he, he, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. (laughs) No, sir. This is a very, very serious matter. Well, yeah, that's it. I was like, is it it bad? Is it bad? He's like, no, if you're not yellow, you're all right. Mad. Mad. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I'm now curious as to what my Billy Rubens level are. I, I, I want Apple to make a, a Billy Rubens monitor on my iWatch. Oh, yeah. And your, and your Apple Health. Yeah. I've never had a. have never had really bad news from the doctors, thanks, thankfully. Never. Give it time. Yeah. That's I've, seen, I, I've, I've seen your mail. Just just wait a week. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I juice a lot. I feel like the fact that I juice a lot. You know, if, if I get bowel cancer or something, I'm going to be livid. Be, <laughs> all the things I shouldn't get, it'll be anything to do with my gut or bowel, basically. It'll be horrific. I want my money back. Oh, my, I want, <laughs> I've got a flipping half a million quid's worth of juice, juice, uh, fruit, fruit and veg to come back. <laughs> that couple this week, they had the numbers for the 182 million euro win yeah. last weekend young couple uh, and they play on their on the app yeah so she's put a tenner in and they've played four times and then it came up they won last week so they're like woo 
182 million. They would have had to share it with someone uh, in Bulgaria or somewhere where um, no one except the mafia has 182 million <laughs> euros. Mm-hmm. So there, there is a picture of them in the Daily Mail looking like absolutely heartbroken because they rang up uh, Camelot or whoever the lottery people are and said, uh, we, we, these are our numbers. And they said, yes, they are your numbers, but you uh, had not topped up your credit in the app. So, yes, that was your normal numbers and you did play them the four uh, the four draws before, but because you had not put a credit in, you, you, you did not actually have a ticket in the draw. See, see, this is why I don't do the lottery for this exact reason. I know. And the thing is that there's so many different little lottery things or this draw or that draw. I knew if I did it in one, then my numbers would come out in the other one. So you end up having to do all of them and you, you end up spending 10, 20, 30 quid a week doing a fucking lottery. Um, and you're probably never winning or when you do win that sort of shit happens. So yeah. Oh, heartbreaking for them. And they're quite young. So now. They can't. They've either got to go really zen on it and be like, "Ah, oh, we weren't meant to have the money," <laughs> <laughs> or they're going to just be forever, ever more. They'll be at a school flipping. Fair. They're going to be. Split, they'll be split up within a month. Oh, yeah, totally. But they'll, they'll, they'll be the sport, the school fair, and they'll come around and say, oh, "Do you want a raffle ticket?" And you'll be like, "No, I don't want a raffle ticket." <laughs> 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 if I buy a raffle ticket, I'll win the lemon curd, and someone else will win the flipping holiday to Tenerife. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know who I am? Oh, man. Well, Glenn, we could chat for hours, but uh, I've got stuff to do tomorrow. Have you got, got stuff to do tomorrow? You've got, got a weekend? Literally, literally nothing. I'm not getting out of bed if I don't have to. I'm watching the cricket at least tomorrow. We'll still be, we'll still be playing tomorrow and hopefully still on Sunday. Um, even if we lose, just give me something to do. I might go for a walk on Sunday, you know. Let's, let's go crazy, you know. Um, but other than that, I've got nothing to do, no one to see. Life is dull as ditch water. But I'm alive, so it could be worse. Coming to America too, it's on your agenda. (laughs) (laughs) Well, people, uh, thanks so much for joining us on the wrap-up. Wrap-up number 30. Um, we have talked about unsafe playgrounds, hot in the 90s TV presenters. You heard my, about my Billy Rubens and sketch shows, little chit chat about Eddie Murphy. If you want to uh, see how comedy doesn't always age that well, go and watch uh, Raw. <laughs> Still funny. <laughs> Probably non-PC though. But um, <laughs> And a big call out. Maybe we'll get Eddie Murphy on the show. Hey, if you can, I'll be more than happy with that. Yeah, I think he's heard about us. He's uh, He just needs a little nudge in the right direction and he'll be on. Absolutely brilliant. Glenn, all the best to you, sir. We will see you next time we're on the wrap-up together. Let's bring in that little lovely video jingle. Everybody else, if you listen this far, thanks so much for being part of the wrap-up. Um, I didn't even check the comments tonight, but you are welcome to comment as you're watching. If you're on the podcast, then please share this, give us a review, spread the love. And uh, I look forward to doing another wrap up, well, another 30 wrap ups and getting us to the big 60. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Team Superdad out. Bye. This has been Team Superdad. Find us at teamsuperdad.com. Join the program and create the best life ever for you and your children. You are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad.